Welcome to Day 310 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul here with David and Cindy. We're in our third season together, uh, the story of the prophets. Uh, we've been working our way through one of the major prophets, which means it was one of the longer scrolls in the Old Testament, and that'd be the prophecy of Ezekiel. And we've seen some wonderful visions, very vivid visions, you know, that uh, Ezekiel has of the throne of God and the glory of God, even the glory of God leaving you know, the city of Jerusalem over the hill of the Mount of Olives. And, of course, we see a lot of the common, you know, uh, content of prophets we see the judgment oracles not only of the nation of israel but of the other nations and uh, we've moved into a very rich section uh, where ezekiel is talking about the promises of restoration you know to israel once they have gone through the judgment you know that god has you know prescribed for them uh, but we come back in verse 35 you know chapter 35 today to a brief oracle of judgment um, Edom has already been judged once. They were about the third nation, you know, in the list of nations to be judged in chapter, you know, 25. Uh, but we have to remember there, there's a close relationship between Edom and Israel. These are the descendants of Esau, uh, you know, Jacob's brother. And so while there was enmity at times between them and, and, and peace and, you know, uh, at times again, them the, the, it's kind of an on and off relationship with Edom. But a lot of times you see the viciousness of two rival brothers. And of course, whenever Jerusalem was destroyed, they rejoiced. And so once again, we hear the judgment against them. Uh, as we come to the word, we always come to the word in the hope to have our affections stirred, to see God, to know God, for God uh, through his spirit. Uh, to stir our affections toward him and cause us uh, to be transformed into the image of his son. So we offer ourselves in this moment to him. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your word. We thank you uh, that it is powerful and effective. We thank you that it penetrates the divide, even between soul and spirit. Uh, we thank you, Father, for your promises. And as made to Isaiah, as the rain and the snow fall from heaven uh, and Cause the earth to bud and flourish so your word always accomplishes the purposes for which you sent it. And uh, we pray that your word would accomplish your purposes for us in our life today. May we be hearers of the word. May we be quick to respond uh, what you are telling us through your word. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Ezekiel 35. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, set your face against Mount Seir, prophesy against it, and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against you, Mount Seir, and I will stretch out my hand against you and make you a desolate waste. I will turn your towns into ruins, and you will be desolate. Then you will know that I am the Lord, because you harbored an ancient hostility and delivered the Israelites over to the sword at the time of their calamity, the time their punishment reached its climax. Therefore, as surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, I will give you over to bloodshed, and it will pursue you. Since you did not hate bloodshed, bloodshed will pursue you. I will make Mount Seir a desolate waste and cut off from it all who come and go. I'll fill your mountains with the slain. Those killed by the sword will fall on your hills and in your valleys and in all your ravines. I will make you desolate forever. Your towns will not be inhabited. Then you'll know that I am the Lord." Because you have said these two nations and countries will be ours and we will take possession of them, even though I, the Lord, was there. Therefore, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I will treat you in accordance with the anger and jealousy you showed in your hatred of them. And I will make myself known among them when I judge you. 
Then you will know that I am the Lord, have heard all of these contemptible things you have said against the mountains of Israel. You said they have been laid waste and been given over to us to devour. You boasted against me and spoke against me without restraint, and I heard it. This is what the sovereign Lord says, while the whole earth rejoices, I will make you desolate. Because you rejoiced when the inheritance of Israel became desolate, that is how I will treat you. You'll be desolate, Mount Seir, you and all of Edom. Then they will know that I am the Lord. On several occasions, you know, or three three different times in this prophecy, you know, God says to Edom, I am going to treat you the way that you treated Israel. And, and of course, what a uh, you know, deep, you know, New Testament principle as well, where we are we're called as a people not to judge, and in the measure we judge others, it'll be measured to us. Uh, we're, you know, also called, you know, not to, you know, mock God, knowing that we will eventually, you know, reap what we sow. So a lot of times God's judgment comes to us as very natural consequences of our behavior, and it comes to us in kind. And not only does it come to us in kind, sometimes it comes to us in, in a far more vivid and in a far more powerful way. And, and, of course, we are also told, you know, not to rejoice in Proverbs over the calamity of our enemies and told by Jesus, you know, to love our enemies. And, and we see this hatred being turned back, you know, on the nation of Edom. Now, and there's so many of those themes that, you know, I mean, Jacob and Esau and everything that went on there, selling the birthright for the bowl of soup. And and it, there's still just this animosity and this tension between the two peoples and and we've just seen that, you know, all throughout the prophets is really sometimes just showcases the tragedy of the fall and all the implications it's had on humanity. And even here that so many just of their impulses and just who they are is just so not what God desires of his people that they're, you know, even that line, you know, you boasted against me and spoke mm -hmm. against me without restraint. And I heard it, you know, just that indictment against them. And, and so all these judgment passages, Every time we read them, it is just a reminder of how far the human heart has gone from what God desires of his people. And and we just see that time and time again. You, you even see some of the echoes, I think, and you can tell me if it's in there, Paul, in, in verse 11 of kind of Romans 1, you know, since you did not hate bloodshed, bloodshed will pursue mm -hmm. you, kind of that just giving you over, you know, to, to your desires and your passions. and. Absolutely. And, and you also see that in boasting against the Lord your God. You neither acknowledge them as God mm -hmm. or worshiped him you know, you know, as God. You neither gave him thanks or acknowledged yeah, him as yeah. God and worshiped him. And of course, they, you know, they're doing that as well. There is, you know, a nice, you know, a nice little line that's, you know, tucked away in the middle of there. He said, you did all this and I was there. Mm -hmm. And I was right there in the middle of it. Not only did I hear you, but I was right there in the middle of you. And, uh, that will be the last line, uh, ironically, of the entire prophecy of Ezekiel in Ezekiel 38. They will call the city, I am there. Mm -hmm. And uh, reminding of God's presence you know, with his people, even in their, uh, even in their, uh, even in their judgment, even in their desolation, even in their darkness, you know, that he is there, you know, both to judge, but his judgment is, is, is to restore. And uh, it's a beautiful picture. Well, kind of looking at verse 5, he says, because you harbored an ancient hostility. So this has mm -hmm. gone so far back. But I mean, as you move it forward, you know, it, it just makes me think that God has told us that, you know, you will be forgiven as you forgive, too. I mean, it no, is that, definitely uh, the hostility. Not is, only mm -hmm. 
you know, judging others, the same measure will be used against you, but right. also the same measure will be used against you and your, your ability, you know, to forgive. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you see the, you know, you see the very, you know, collapse of, you know, family that began, you know, with Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. you know, rather than two people with, you know, two different, you know, callings. You know, one is a shepherd and the other is a, you know, cultivator of the field, you know, not to complement each other and to build into each other, to be in competition with each other and to actually hate each other. And, of course, you see, you know, the pervasiveness of the fall here mm-hmm. and, and as well that we turn a lot of things that shouldn't be competition into competition. And mm-hmm. we want to think of ourselves as better than those around us rather than hearing the admonition of, you know, Philippians, you know, in humility to consider others better than yourselves. So it is, you know, as you guys have pointed out, it's, it is a, uh, a vivid portrait, you know, of, of the fall. You know that God has entered into both to you know, bring glory to Himself. You hear the the constant re- refrain: "Then you will know that I'm the Lord. Mm-hmm. Then you'll know I am the Lord. Then you'll know that I am the Lord." Mm-hmm. And, and and you know that He is the Lord both in His sure judgment of sin and in His mercy extended to mm-hmm. sinners. So there, both of those are vivid pictures. And of course, the two come together on Christ, mm-hmm. where our sin is judged and restoration is offered to us through the resurrection, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ. And even here where we kind of see the ugliness of humanity, you know, with the feuds and the bitterness and the kind of being a little excited when you see someone you don't like have a bad day or, you know, something kind of goes wrong in their life. Contrast that with what Christ is doing with the new humanity and his new people that have his spirit and the type of people they're supposed to be and Sadly, I do see sometimes more of myself kind of in, in Edom here, and that makes me very sad, but also I think is a means by which the Spirit can use to to call us towards what it means to, to live as the new people of Jesus. Now, there, there is no doubt, you know, that we do live, you know, as we've often talked, you know, in, in, in between time and the, the yet and not yet or the already and not yet. You know, that we've received the fullness of God's blessing, but we also mm-hmm. still live in bodies that are, uh, you know, subject to sin and subject to, you know, the, you know, the impulses of the flesh and the uh, influences of the world around us. And, and so a lot of these we find ourselves, find in ourselves far more often than, than we would hope, but they are a point for us to be able to turn to God, to seek repentance and to continue to believe Him, mm-hmm. you know, as the heart of the gospel. Cindy, do you mind closing us with a word of prayer? No, I don't. Father, what a great reminder of how um, we, in our own hearts and minds, approach you know the gift of your salvation. And Father, may we um, boast and rejoice in the work of Christ on our behalf. And Father, may we be very sober about the sin that continues to reside and and that which we you know continue to struggle with. Father, may it be. Um, just a good reminder, Father, that that you have done a great work, that you're doing a great work, but that you have um, you have done this all through your Son. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.